Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta. And I am in Mirror, Alberta. And yes, I was late by exactly one minute. <clears throat> you have to excuse me uh, tonight to have a little bit of a cold, it seems. So my voice isn't exactly good. I'm tired. I'm cranky because uh, I've been in pain for the last month because of my stupid knee. But I'll try and get back. I'll try and get through this as well as possible. First off, <clears throat> I want to give you guys a little bit of a backstory. For those of you who don't know me, who don't know why I'm doing podcasts or wearing a shirt that says Rebel with the Cause, um, the story is, well, I mean, it's a long story, but the crux of it is uh, due to the COVID restrictions and mandates that the government imposed on us here in Alberta, I was put in a position, backed into a corner per se, where I had to, I had a choice to make. And my choice was, you know, I stand up for myself and say no to the government or I lose my business. And I chose the former rather than the latter because I'm Irish and apparently I like to fight. But that's another story. An interesting thing happened though. So many of you will remember from the first part of the pandemic, uh, I wore my mask. I put the bulletproof glass up in the restaurant you know, we had hand sanitizer <clears throat> everywhere. I think we were all drunk at work all the time because we used so much hand sanitizer and apparently it soaks into your skin. Anyway, it was a fun year. No, it wasn't a fun year. We complied. We followed the rules, even though we knew they were stupid. We knew they were wrong and we knew they were harming people. But when I was backed into a corner, like any good animal, um, I put up a fight. And the rest is kind of history, except for this part. When I did that, I first of all had to have a really, I don't want to say conversation because if you're having a conversation with yourself, that's crazy. I had to think long and hard on this because um, I knew that people that stand up against government are, they generally get crushed. Very few people win. And it's because the system's designed like that. I mean, the government has <clears throat> an infinite amount of money to pursue you in court. I, at the time, had no money because the government had fucked my business over for a year. And yeah, there's going to be some uh, some F-bombs in here because I'm so passionate. Anyhow, something weird happened. I, 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 I was okay with the fact that I might get crushed by the government because I knew that doing something, somebody doing something was the right thing to do. And this is all at a time, uh, this is a little uh, little side note, uh, I'm 44 years old. I just turned 44, I think. I'm sure my mother will chime in and correct me if I'm wrong, like I was when I was 39. But for the past, I don't know, 20 years, I've been looking at my life and I've been wondering, what's my legacy? You know, like I have children. So of course, you know, if I raise my kids right and they, and they grow up to be, uh, you know, they flourish and they're prosperous, that's a good legacy. But you know, I worked oil patch and I made good money and I had nice trucks and nice things and boats and yada, yada. I could buy kind of whatever I wanted. But at the end of the day, it was all fleeting. And I saw that. I saw that, you know, multiple times since 2000 when I moved to Alberta to work the rigs. I saw Prosper and I saw failure time after time again because of the boom and bust in the oil patch. But I always wondered, what could I possibly do that would make a difference? And I didn't want to change the world. I'm certainly no Gandhi. I'm no saint, to be sure. I guarantee you that. 
but I, I, I really, I struggled with that thinking, you know, what's the point of all this? I go to work, I make a bunch of money, I come home, I spend it, I go and I do the same thing over and over and over again. But what have I actually done? So that's how I felt since, you know, probably my 30s. Anyway, so now I have opened my restaurant against the restrictions. And I've made the decision that, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take the chances and I'll get fined into oblivion if I have to, because I'm going to get stomped on anyway. But the weird thing that happened was, I was put in this unique situation where people started sharing their stories. They were so hopeful that somebody had stood up against the government that they poured into my restaurant like you would not believe. We had lineups down the entire parking lot to the highway. We sold out of food every day. We, our email and phone, we had four phone lines at one point and they rang constantly. We were completely overrun with people who were hopeful because somebody was standing up against the government. And I watched this unfold around me and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's some serious weight. You know, that's some serious weight. All these people watching you and, and looking to you to do something. And they started sharing their stories with me. Oh my goodness. I said they sharded. Nobody sharded. They started sharing their stories with me and their stories were heartbreaking. I've said this before, I'll say it again. The one that hit me the most was the one about ones about people saying goodbye to their mothers over an iPad because, you know, it was so dangerous to go hold your dying mother's hand as she passed. And uh, I, if I was not a man and I actually cried, then I probably would have shed a tear or two hearing these stories or reading about them or thinking about them sometimes. Even now, even now thinking about some of the things that happened, um, I get choked up and it I still feel it. So the weird thing, after I heard these stories, I realized that people around me were getting really hurt. Like this wasn't just about businesses. This wasn't just about, um, you know, an income. It wasn't just about being able to go somewhere with a mask. There were human aspects that were actually being destroyed all around us. And the day came where I had to take in all this information and make another decision. So by this time, um, you know, Rebel News and the Democracy Fund had stood up and, and said they were going to help me with my legal fees. And I phoned Ezra Levant and I had a long conversation with him. I said, listen, you know, I don't really see much hope in this. I don't think I can win this, but I can't back down. And we talked for a little while. And at the end of the conversation, I said, okay, well, you know what? If you're going to be, if you guys are going to be with me to the end, then I'll go the distance because somebody has to do it. And I made that commitment. And I've never backed down from that. If you ask my lawyers, they'll corroborate that. There was a time early on where I told my lawyers I was going to fire them. My free lawyers, by the way. That I was going to fire them and replace them if they said one more time that it was in my best interest. So Chad, you have permission to uh, share that information with people. Later on, actually this year, I had the same conversation again. I was offered a plea deal. And it was a very low dollar amount. I could have easily paid it and pled guilty to one charge and walked away scot-free, <clears throat> pun intended. My lawyers told me I was crazy for turning the deal down. They said I was nuts for declining it. They said, why would you do this? Like this is egg in the government's face. After all this, you pay this little amount and you charge guilty to one charge. I said, because I made a commitment to follow this through to the end. And if you say one more time that it's in my best interest, you will be fired. I'll replace you. And I'll do it out of my own pocket. Because this isn't about me. This isn't about 
my best interests or keeping me out of jail or keeping me from having fines. This is about something bigger. This is about all those people who looked at me and looked at what I was doing and saw some hope there and and are are watching and waiting. So I turned down the deal. And the rest is history. We went to court and we were slugging it out in court. Then Mr. Jeff Rath and Leighton Gray hurl a grenade from behind us and blew the whole narrative out of the water with the Ingram case. And I was acquitted. <clears throat> Turns out I narrowly escaped with my skin intact because in that acquittal uh, from the Ingram case, the Ingram decision actually read something like, yeah, it's too bad the government did these illegal things because they needed to do them. If only they had done them legally, it would have been constitutional. You know what that means? That means what I thought would happen was exactly what was going to happen. I would have failed my charter challenge. I would have failed my constitutional challenge. I would have failed in court. I would have gone to the Supreme Court. Maybe, maybe not. I would have failed there too, probably. And I would have been fined into oblivion. Probably put in jail. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. So I escaped with my skin intact. Now, there have been a lot of people who have not escaped with their, their skin intact. There have been hundreds of thousands of people that have been harmed. Um, some are no longer with us because of the things that occurred over the last four years. And I'm not just talking about, you know, how the government handled COVID. I'm talking about other things like, you know, maybe losing hope in humanity. There's a lot of people who just gave up and killed themselves. It's been a rough road. But the reason I share that story is because I want you all to know that I did not continue down that path because I thought it was in my best interest or because I thought I was going to be famous or because I thought I was going to win even. I continued down that path because I saw people around me being harmed and I felt like this is what we should do for each other. We should stand up for each other. Somebody has to take a risk. Somebody has to be willing to jump on a grenade to save people. That's just what happens. And really, in this case, the grenade whatever, losing all my money. I've done that before. I've been divorced a couple of times, so I've already lost half twice. I mean, pretty hard to lose half three times. And that's what it was about. And through the, through the three or four years or whatever it's been now, it's all a blur. I, you know, I, I've learned a lot. At one point, I was going to run as an MLA in Lacombe Panoka, and I was going to run under the Wild Rose Independence Party of Alberta Banner. Because they seemed to be the only political party that was standing up for Albertans against the restrictions. Like they were saying, this is ridiculous. This shouldn't be happening. And I was going to run. But I learned something. It was never, ever about the politicians. It was never, ever somebody else's fault what was happening to me or what had happened to me. I learned that you can't just get elected as an MLA and just fix everything, just change everything. It doesn't work like that. It's people showing up that change things. It's people building momentum and building a, a movement so the politicians get in front of it. That's what changes things. You know, there's some of you out there that say, oh, well, it's selections, not elections. Voting doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. Democracy is what we have right now. As imperfect as it is, Democracy is what we have. It's an imperfect system created by imperfect men and women. And with all its flaws, it is the best that we have right now. The only thing, the only government style 
that works better than democracy is a benevolent dictatorship. And the only benevolent dictator is our creator. And thousands of years ago, we forego, we, 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 we cast that off. We cast off the idea of benevolent dictator, of a king, a benevolent king. And we ask for our own kings. And we've been living, we've been living with the consequences ever since. And nothing has changed in the, you know, eight or 9,000 years. It's been the same thing over and over and over again. Tyranny, freedom. Prosperity, enslavement. Tyranny, freedom. Prosperity, enslavement. Back and forth like a yo-yo. And you know, I think most of you would agree with me when I say that there are people in this world, the elite, the rich and the powerful, um, that know how this stuff works. They know that we're much, we're more closer, we're closer to to herd animals than we want to believe. They know how to control us. War is a great example. Wars aren't meant to be won. Wars are meant to control people. Wars are meant to funnel our resources, our labor, our tax money, our, our everything into a machine that turns out profits for huge corporations and the rich and powerful. Over the last thousands of years, look at how wars are started, why they're started, who benefited. The war machine in the United States is a trillion dollar industry. You, you think you think anybody actually of those elite actually believe in peace? Peace isn't profitable. War is. As a matter of fact, war has got us out of uh, recession and depression before. That's another story. So I wanted to tell you folks why I did that because I need to explain something else to you. I'm seeing the same thing happen right now. You may have seen Facebook has gone absolutely crazy with uh, some back and forth bickering between me, because that's, you know, obviously that's just what I do, and some other people. And these people at one point were my friends. I'm not going to name them. And I want to point something out. In, in some of my posts, I've used the word lying when I'm referring to what some of these people are doing. And I think that's the wrong word. And the reason I think that is because as I did, I tried really hard to follow my own advice and look at myself first, I realized that a lot of what's happening right now is because of my failure to convey the reasons for my actions. It's because of my failure as some sort of an accidental leader to... to encourage people to come with me towards the path that I think is the right one. That's my fault. And so what we saw was a group of people who had differing opinions and they broke off from a group. In this case, it was the Alberta Prosperity Project. Now, I do want to point out that these are people that are demanding that I have face-to-face -face town halls with people and talk to them and have these big meetings. And I'll explain in a little while why I'm not going to do that. These same people, when their opinions and alignments differed from other good people who were trying to do good things for the province of Alberta, started meeting in back rooms and sending emails to leaders within the group and conveying their twisted opinion of what they were seeing. And it caused a lot of problems. I remember going to Alberta Prosperity Project events to speak and, you know, I'd be like, 
oh, Dennis couldn't make it tonight. Dr. Modra couldn't make it tonight because he had other things. And one of the leaders said to me, oh, that's good because haven't you heard? He's a UCP shell. And I'm like, pardon? I've been having conversations with Dr. Dennis Modry for years about a lot of the, of the topics that caused this rift in the first place. And at no time did I ever have any concerns that he was any kind of a shell and then he had anything but the province's best interests at heart. So I was very surprised by this and I began looking into it and I realized <clears throat> that there were some folks so upset about the direction that the Alberta Prosperity Project wanted to go. They were so upset that it wasn't going to become a stepping stone for an independence-minded party that they tried to burn it down. And I let this slide because really, when people do that, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to ignore them, right? We're supposed mm -hmm. to ignore them and move on and do the right thing. And I've done that for the most part. You know, the odd little bickering on the internet now and then. But for the most part, we've just kind of kept our distance. But now I see something different. Now I see those people attacking my friends. They're harming my friends. They're harming an organization that is trying to do something good for this province. And some of the things I see being shared on their pages are outright lies. They are lies. They're manipulating people. They're farming rage. They're trading in anger. They're convincing people to be so angry that they couldn't possibly support anybody but them. And that's disgusting. We saw that with the NDP, did we not? Is that not how politics go? Sometimes a party with no solution or no good policy or no good legislative ideas, they're reduced to attacking those around them so that they are elevated, so that they look better. That's something we've learned to look for. That's one of the things I've learned in the last four years is when people start doing that. It's not because the other side is necessarily that bad. It's because they really have nothing. And the only way they can win is by bringing everyone around them down. It's high school, right? It's normal. I'm sure I've probably done the same thing. So what do we do about this? I hear the words transparency all the time. So let's be transparent about a couple things. The people that are saying the things about me and Dr. Modry and others on the internet right now are guilty of the exact same things that they're claiming that I did, I did and Dennis did. There were conversations where some of them would say things to me like, oh, you know, we should talk about this like this because that sounds like the Independence Party. And then we're pushing people towards the Independence Party. And I'm like, no. We're not a third party advertiser. We're supposed to be educating Albertans and moving towards independence, moving towards sovereignty, moving towards a prosperous Alberta, not directing people to a political party. As a matter of fact, at one point, uh, the APP was even going to have a matrix showing which party was best aligned with, with them. And they decided not to because it was too blurry lines. So it wasn't, in fact, that these people were worried about the APP being a third party advertiser. They were worried about these people being a third-party advertiser for somebody other than the party they wanted them to advertise for. And all you have to do is look so far as to who joined that party and had board positions or whatever. It's blatantly obvious. And I haven't said anything until now because I, I just want to let sleeping dogs lie. But now, 
the attacks are getting more and more personal. And I hear this all the time. There is a treasonous murdering genocide being committed on the people of Alberta by the UCP. No, there isn't. There is not. And if you're such a fool that you can't open your eyes and see that that is not happening, you are no different than the people who believed there was this pandemic and we needed to destroy our lives for it. Open your eyes and look around. Yeah, people are being harmed. People are dying. Absolutely. Do they have a choice? Yes, they sure as hell do. There is plenty of information out there now, just like there is about liquor and tobacco. And yet people kill themselves with those things all day. And it's none of your damn business. It sucks. It's horrible. But I don't see anybody banging the government's door down to stop those things, do you? Do you want to know why? Because it doesn't salute their, suit their political interests. It doesn't bring support over to their side by farming the anger that's created with these conversations. I would invite any of you, any, any of you, who say that there are a tr there is a treasonous genocide and murder being committed by our government to put a name in front of that. Who is murdering Albertans? If you are so convinced that this is happening, say the name. Report it to the RCMP. If somebody is murdering someone, if there's a genocide being committed, say the name and accuse them of it. You can't because it's not happening. And I'm not saying that what's going on right now is good. It's absolutely pathetic. Like to have a, you know, these things happening around us and, and not being protected by the government. It's, it's, it's depressing. You know, what's even more depressing. It's not their fault. It's our fault. How many times have you heard, oh, the government brought the WEF to Alberta? Yeah, they did. And who was holding the government to accountable when they did this? Was it you? Was it me? No, I wasn't. This isn't their fault. It's our fault because we didn't show up. I said right from the beginning, people need to start standing up and using their voices and showing up and being the change they want to see. And yet here we are blaming the politicians for doing politician things. I've been lambasted by certain people because I say, and I'll say it again, that most people in this province, if you ask them, maybe not in this province, prob uh, yeah, probably still a majority. If you ask them what's on the top of their agenda for policy, for politics, they'll say climate change. Not in our circles, of course, not in our echo chambers, but in the grand scheme of things, certainly in this country, probably a majority would say that that's what their, prior, that's what their concern is. So what are the politicians going to do? They're going to make policy about climate change. They're going to push carbon caps on us. They're going to push the taxes. They're going to do all sorts of things to accomplish this goal of satisfying the people's desire for protection from the climate. Now, whose fault is that? Is that the government's fault? It's not their fault. The government does what they do because they look at what the people want and they do that so that they get elected. That's how they get elected. And that's never going to change because it's democracy. So if you want to actually do something about this, you have to either be the change or you have to encourage other people around you to show up and use their voice of reason to stop these things from happening. You have to encourage people around you to become part of this movement, this parade that the government has to get in front of 
And we were doing that. We are doing that. And when I say we, I'm referring to the Alberta Prosperity Project. The government started using our words, not the other way around. We're accomplishing the goal that we set out to, which is becoming the parade. And some people were so focused on their political ambitions and their twisted interpretations of what was going on around them that they couldn't see that and instead tried to burn it down. Dr. Modri and I have been talking about what the path to prosperity and the path to independence for Alberta looks like ever since that, almost ever since the first meeting in that shop in Nisku. At one point, I was convinced that we could unite the independence-minded parties and we could create this movement of Albertans that really wanted change. They couldn't get it done. Maybe part of the reason was because there's no politicians at the table and if you have nobody with any experience, um, that's a tough racket. Maybe it's because political parties are difficult to <clears throat> get going. But at the end of the day, it's because people couldn't work together and set their differences aside to get that done. And instead, they wanted to burn each other down. <clears throat> so July 26th, I believe it was, Dennis and I talked and we said, well, the parties aren't going to merge. How do we make this happen? How do we get how do we get this province to a referendum? The UCP is going to be the government. It's not going to be the Independence Party. It's not going to be the Solidarity Party. It's not going to be Wild Rose. So what do we do? Well, we start showing up. We continue to do what we set out to do and educate Albertans. Number one. Number two, we engage and work with the government to create policy that advances Alberta's sovereignty, which is exactly what we said we're going to do. Now, some people don't like that, and I get it. I totally get it. There's some people that are so mad, so mad at the government for what they did in the last three years that they can't even say the name of the party, let alone... <clears throat> work within it to try and make change. And if anyone should feel like that, it should probably probably be me. Because, uh, well, obviously, they've really, they were really hard on me. This shirt was a result of Jason Kenney calling me a rebel publicly and convincing Albertans to hate me. And I hated them. But you know what changed? People started showing up. They started changing out the tyrants. The premier resigned. And I looked around, I thought, you know what? Maybe it is true that if you bring enough people in democracy, you can change things. Let's change things. And we have. There's a lot of good people in the government. On both sides. You might not agree with their politics or their opinions, but there's a lot of good people. And I've met a lot of MLAs in the last three years and almost two premiers. <clears throat> Most of them are good people. Cowards, sure, that's fair. But they're not bad people, and they're certainly not committing treason or genocide against people of Alberta. There's a lot of them who are disgusted over what they saw in the last three years. And you know what? Me, you, and anyone watching probably has no idea the intricacies of why what happened happened. But I can assure you, there's a lot of good people who were heartbroken watching what happened to this province. And they're in government now. 
my friend Todd Lowen was attacked, has been attacked by an individual online for years by this person because he didn't do what that person wanted them to do. Todd didn't drop everything to join a new party. His opinion was that they could fix the current party and he's entitled to that opinion. It doesn't make him a bad guy. I've spent time with him and his family. And to watch somebody air out private conversations to try and convince others that he's a bad guy is sickening. It's absolutely disgusting. And if you can't, if you can't see through that, if you're so blinded by anger and rage, I guess continue down that path. I see somebody posted, people are fucking dying. Yes, they are. And guess what? People have been fucking dying for 10,000 years. People were dying five years ago in the streets of Calgary because the government wasn't taking care of veterans. The government wasn't legislating um, law that helped get people with mental health issues on the street the help they need. They were dying. Where were you then? Where were you then? You think now is the only time people are dying? Give your head a shake. Susan, you know what? You can fuck off. This is my page and it's my show. If you don't like it, if your panties are in such a knot because of what I say, you can follow your own advice. I really don't care. That's something you also need to understand is I don't really care if you follow me. I don't care if you, you know, you give me a like or a whatever on my Facebook page because of something I say. I, sh I share my opinions because they're my opinions and mine alone. And if you don't like it, take your own advice. Get off my page and don't come back. Go farm rage with your angry friends and when the rest of us are making change and fixing things in this province, maybe someday you can say thank you instead of stupid comments on Facebook. What have you done? I gave too much time to Susan. I'm sorry. Another thing that's happened is people are now questioning my faith. It's being implied that because I don't share certain political opinions, I'm not a good Christian or I'm not a Christian at all. Back off. My politics have nothing to do with my religion. And if you think I'm guided then by anything other than my own moral compass or, or what I believe is the right thing, then you can piss off too. Very simple. One of those people that tried to burn this organization down actually had the nerve to rebuke one of the people trying to do good things in the APP, rebuke him in the name of Jesus Christ because he didn't share the same political opinion. Do you know what that looks like? Do you know what it looks like when people quote scripture to try and insinuate that someone is a bad person because they don't follow their politics, not only do they not understand their religion, but they don't understand politics at all either. The whole idea of this democracy is that we're supposed to be able to disagree on things. We're supposed to be able to peacefully coexist and make things happen together for the good of man. And that's not what's happening when you do that. You're trying to say that you're holier than other people because of your political affiliations. You liars. You're lying. Just like you lie about me, just like you lie about Dennis Modry, just like you lie about the Alberta Project, Prosperity Project. You're all... Oh, I did it again. Pardon me. You're not liars. You're just misinformed. You couldn't see the forest for the trees. 
you couldn't accept reality and you made your own reality. And so you're not lying. You're just living in a different world. And I guess you're allowed to do that. But when you start attacking my friends, I'm going to call you out on it. Just like I called the government out when they started attacking the people around me. Did you guys know that I'm actually the CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project right now? Do you know what that means? No, it doesn't mean that I get a cushy paycheck. I don't get any paycheck. I don't have any paycheck from APP. I haven't claimed any expenses. I haven't earned a dime. I do it for free. I shouldn't be doing it for free because it's a job. And it's a very big job. But I do it for free. One of the benefits of being the CEO of that organization is that I can go through the books and I can look at things. And you know all that BS that was spread around in these backroom meetings, which, by the way, did not have the people who were being talked about present. It was all lies, not just misinterpretation of something, but actual lies. These individuals said things like, the APP is funneling money to the board of directors. The APP is funneling money to Dennis Modry. That's all lies. I know that because I, I can see the books. I can look at them anytime I want. as can the CRA. This isn't something you can hide. I've also had people say things about my friends, in particular, Dr. Modry, like he was getting paid this amount of money per hour to be the CEO. Good. He should be paid, as should anybody that's doing work. And the people who support the Alberta Prosperity Project, I don't think they have a problem with that because they know everyone has to eat. But the hypocrisy the hypocrisy I see online is astounding. One of my friends, I don't know if we're still friends, they think that I'm controlled opposition, had the nerve to bitch and whine about Dennis Modry getting paid $40 an hour or something, 50 or whatever it was, a pittance for a man with that type of intellect and intelligence. <clears throat> and yet they charged me over $100 an hour to clean my car. Do you not see the hypocrisy here? There's a man with decades of experience working on a solution for Alberta, transplanted over 700 hearts and lungs and saved thousands of people's lives. And people are condemning him as a bad guy because he had the nerve to be paid for his work. How dare you? Unreal. The APP never funneled money into anybody's pockets. That was a lie spun by people to try and pull support from an organization that wasn't aligned with their opinions and values. And the opinions and values that they weren't aligned with was which, which political party deserved the support. Part of my job as the CEO of that organization is to advance the agenda of Alberta sovereignty or independence and actually, let's have a little bit of an aside here. <clears throat> There's a lot of buzz about those two words. And I'm going to tell you how <clears throat> I view that. If you ask yourself, what do you want to see for Alberta? You may say, I want Alberta to be independent. As would I. Now go further and ask yourself, why do you want Alberta to be independent? What is it about independence that's appealing to you? What is the true goal? Because whether you're independent or not, I mean, you could be in the same situation depending on your government. So if you, for me, I would say I want Alberta to be a sovereign nation. I want Alberta to be sovereign in every area that matters. 
so that we can chart our own course. We can tell guys like HS and the College of Physicians and Surgeons who are convincing people to take ridiculously unnecessary and dangerous medical interventions. I, I want to be able to tell them to piss off. We should be sovereign. We should be sovereign in so far as we could say, HS is telling us to take this medical intervention that's not safe and we don't need. Well, okay, I'm going to go to a different provider. That's a way we could have our sovereignty. So I want a sovereign Alberta. <clears throat> but the reality is, and I've spoken about this at many independence, or pardon me, uh, yeah, at actually independence party events, many APP events. One of the tools at our disposal to achieve the sovereignty that's necessary for a free and prosperous Alberta is independence. But it could happen without it. I won't deny that. So independence is a tool. Sovereignty is the goal, true sovereignty. And I'm not talking about autonomy where you're alone until you're not left alone anymore. I'm talking about sovereignty where the federal government can get bent and stay out of our jurisdiction. And that's that. You know, if they want to try and tell us to do something, they can't say, oh, we're going to withhold your transfer payments because we have an Alberta revenue agency and he who has the most gold wins. I want sovereignty. <clears throat> anyway, I said I'd say why I'm not doing a town hall. First off, I'm too busy for that garbage. That doesn't deserve any of my time. What those people are saying about me are outright lies. What they're saying about the Alberta Prosperity Project are outright lies, and I don't engage with liars. I did it again. Oh, well, it's out now. <clears throat> they say APP is um, blocking the WEF conversation. No, we're not. As a matter of fact, ask some of those individuals who told them about it in the first place. It was this guy. I'm the one that brought that up. I'm the one that, that brought up the fact that Stephen Harper brought this to Canada. You think I'm not aware of what happened in 2008 and 2016? I'm the guy that's been talking about it at APP events for three years. Why don't I spend all my time posting four page long posts on other people's Facebook pages? Because I'm too busy trying to do something about it. Why am I not living in the past? and condemning our politicians for taking us down this path because it's not going to do a damn lick of good. Moving towards a solution, Will. And I'm sorry, I've got a lot of friends in the Independence Party, but at least with the last election, supporting a party that can't even keep their leader up until after the election is not going to advance this province at all. <clears throat> You might have questions why it appears that I did a 180. It depends how what your perspective is. If you take my word that I want to actually do something and make a difference and I want to see this province free and prosperous, I've never stopped. <clears throat> I've never stopped doing that. The path to get there, however, has changed. A lot's changed in the last three years. I remember a time when Jason Kenney looked like he was never going to uh, let his hold of the UCP go. And in that case... I thought the path was being in uh, uh, Wildrose MLA. That's what I thought the path was. Well, things changed. Wildrose imploded. And I want to point out that a lot of these organizations that you thought were going to save you imploded. And the common denominator is that they all had the same person within the ranks, oftentimes at executive levels. No conspiracy there. Things have changed. I thought 
I knew that if we could unite the independence minor parties, that we had a shot of winning some seats in the election. When that failed, I knew that wasn't going to be the path. And if you understand that my goal has always been the same, it's been a free and prosperous Alberta where we don't go through that stuff, then you'll understand why that wasn't a 180. The 180 was on who I was aligned with. I stopped speaking at Independence Party events when the narrative turned to genocide and murder. When my friends started being trashed. When I was directed to not talk about Todd Lowen at events. <clears throat> Todd's a friend of mine. And the man's got some balls. He's a good man. Doesn't smoke, doesn't drink. He's a family man. And he made some big sacrifices for this province. He stood up for you. He stood up for me. And he hasn't stopped since. You might not know what's going on in the background, but I can assure you he is not a bad guy. And yet he's being attacked, as are a lot of the other ones. I stopped speaking at their events when I was constantly approached by people telling me that it's too bad that APP was just a UCP advertiser. When I knew that wasn't the case. <clears throat> I have the benefit of having conversations with these people over the last three or four years. And that was never the case. The failure was a lack of, sorry, Dennis. It was a failure of leadership to effectively convey the messaging in a way that people could understand. And that's one of the reasons why I decided, why I agreed to take that job. Because I think I can do that. And you know, you, everybody's not going to believe me. Everybody won't take me at my word. There's some people that are going to post memes of me and my daughter and they're going to Photoshop their own butthole on my mouth and tell you not to believe any of the shit that comes out of my mouth. But let me ask you something. Is there anything that I've said I was going to do that I didn't do? I mean, I made a commitment to go through all this. I did it. I, <clears throat> I want to work towards a solution. I've been doing that. Whatever. I mean, it is what it is. That's why I stopped supporting the Independence Party. And a lot of the people in that organization knew it. And I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying we were no longer aligned in our beliefs. I do not believe that the government's evil or all the people are evil. I believe a political party is a tool. And it can be no more or less evil than a hammer. What makes the political party evil or not is the people in it. And if you bring enough people and you take it over and you're good people, it becomes good. We have an opportunity to do that right now in November. There's a bunch of policy and legislative reform that's on the table at the AGM for the, for the government. And I can tell you right now, if that policy makes its way into legislation or, or any of the policy makes it through and the legislation makes it through, this will never be able to happen in Alberta again. We can do that right now. I told you, I told you all that I was going to pursue a solution for this. Not a political party, not a political person, a solution. And right now we could have a solution in less than six months. Six months. And if your rage and your anger is so thick that you can't set that aside as I did, and understand that there are good people who are trying to make some changes, then we might not be able to do that 
And that's really sad. And the reason, it's not what you think. The reason is to pull your support and move it over to a different politician. Period. I've watched it happen for the last three years. Uh Uh-oh. I may have prematurely... Oh, that's totally going to get photoshopped or photo edited or sound edited. I may have prematurely said the F-bomb to Susan. (sighs) I want to be clear about something. What's happening needs to stop. The jabs need to stop. The indoctrination of our kids needs to stop. (coughs) Our political prisoners, pardon me, our justice and legal systems need reform so we cannot have political prisoners. Those things need to happen. But let me ask you this. If you're actually a conservative or even a libertarian, libertarian, and you believe that people should be allowed to make their own choices, who are you to tell them that they can't take that shot? Who am I? At this point, they're not being forced. No one's forcing them. They might be pressuring them. It's not the same as forcing. It's certainly not genocide. It's individuals making uninformed decisions. No different than somebody smoking crack for the first time. (laughs) It's an ill-informed decision. Well, I guess it is different. The government doesn't say to do it. I'm actually really, I'm kind of depressed that things have gone this way. I'm actually depressed that there are some players and some actors who are working to, they're preying off your anger. It's not passion. It's bullying. You know, I've had conversations with some of these individuals, as have many others, and it's never a conversation or a debate. It's voice raising. It's a step towards someone to be intimidating. It's yelling. And it's all accepted as just being passionate. Well, that's not a path to success. And if you take a step towards me, I will take a step towards you. I don't care how big you are. And if you come at my friends, I will come at you because they don't deserve that. What a horrible situation we found ourselves in. Don't let anybody tell you that it's the government's fault. The government is the sum of the people they govern. We allowed these things to happen. Stephen Harper may have signed the Paris Accord and brought the climate change agenda to Canada. The people demanded it. Because we failed to think critically and use our brains. Instead, we just believed everything we saw in the news and said, oh, my goodness, the world's going to be on fire by 2016. I guess we better sign the Paris Climate Accord. And then we asked for the government to tyrannize us. You know, that's what happens every time. It's the people 
that the real tyrants, the elite, convince to beg the government for their own enslavement. Isn't that funny? It's not funny, it's sick. Anyway, comments. Who wants me dead? Come on, bring it on. Um, we failed to elect one person to represent us. That's a problem. See, I don't believe that. Politics is gross. It's disgusting. Um, look at it this way. Why does the left win? The left wins because they are very united. They have a hive mentality. They're Marxists. They're communists. They believe in collectivism. They believe in the greater good. <clears throat> oh, that brings up some uh, reminders. I watched uh, 1984, like the movie last night. Horrible movie. Horrible, horrible movie. So slow and bland and dry and boring, but got the point across. They have a hive mentality and they don't allow dissension within the ranks and they, they have a united front and they win. Conservatives, on the other hand, burn each other to the ground, destroy each other. They're too independent thinking. They allow the three or four or five percent of malignment that they have to control the outcome of the movement. We've seen this time and time and time again. In this case, put yourself in an MLA's shoes. <clears throat> now, put yourself in an MLA's shoes who actually wants to fix things and doesn't like what's going on and you find out that what's happened and what people have demanded have put the government in a situation where they can't make the changes they want. Do you really think <clears throat> that if it was just as easy as dropping charges, they wouldn't have done it? Do you really think that if it was just as easy as telling AHS what to do, they would do it? You have to, you, you have to be willing to at least accept that there's another side of the conversation, even how even if the conversation is so ridiculous that you don't want to hear it. Some of our MLAs were invited to have a talk with some doctors who were sounding the alarm about what was going on. And they wanted them to bring this information into mainstream, into the legislature. In the end, they didn't do it. Why didn't they do it? Is it because they're bad people? Is it because they're cowards? Possibly a little cowardly? Certainly not bad people. They did that because they had an entire army of doctors on the other side and bureaucrats telling them that this is what had to be done. And believe it or not, they had phones, like phone lines lighting up with people demanding more restrictions. It was the people that asked for a lot of this. Imagine that you're that good person and you want this stuff all stopped and the people are demanding it. Not in our echo chamber, of course. But there's a lot of people out there who aren't on our side. I would say they need some education. I would say they need a group to go across this province and educate Albertans as to what the path to prosperity looks like. I would say they need a group traveling across this province talking about the climate change hoax. Possibly flying in people like, oh, I don't know, Alex Epstein to deliver amazing presentations about why we should be using more fossil fuels, not less. Maybe we should be bringing in, uh, I don't know, Dr. Peter McCullough to talk about why the jabs need to stop. Oh, wait, there are groups that are doing that. 
amazing, right? There are groups that are doing that. And some of these people who are telling you that I'm a bad guy or controlled opposition or whatever, or a shell, or that I got a million dollars, there's some basket case delusional. I wish I could think of more bad words to say about it right now, but this person posting things like I received a million dollars from the UCP to, to shill for them. Pardon me. I've lost more money than probably some of you make in 10 years. And that's not a slam. I'm just saying I've lost the majority of my net worth through all this. I never got a check from the government. And if you're saying that about me, then prove it. If you're saying that Dennis got a bunch of money or, or was a shill for the premier, then prove it. You can't prove it because the evidence does not exist. And the evidence doesn't exist because it didn't happen. Truth and accountability and transparency, my ass. Did any of these people tell you about how they traveled around meeting in secret with APP chapters, trying to convince them that APP was uh, evil and just a third-party advertiser and they were getting all, they're all getting rich and blah, blah, blah. Did they tell you that? Was that part of the accountability and transparency and account or whatever? It wasn't, but it happened. I'm not going to engage with people like that. If you guys have questions about what I'm doing or whatever, fill your boots, but I will not engage with people who are twisting the truth and farming rage in order to advance their political agenda and hiding under the guise of passion. How ridiculous. If poison is offered, it is genocide. International Criminal Court has its own laws and they will apply. No, it doesn't. International courts are for countries that don't have a functioning judiciary. We do. They will not intervene. How many times have people said, oh, we're taking this to the Hague. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're going to use the international courts. It doesn't do a damn thing because the international courts have no jurisdiction in Canada's affairs unless our judiciary isn't functioning properly. And I, well, it isn't functioning properly, but no, very few people understand that. No. Cigarettes are poison. Cigarettes are offered. People buy them in their own free will. Is that a genocide? No, it's not. It's because people are dumb. And they don't bother to think for themselves. And you know what? I'm sorry if that offends you. I'm sorry if you're offended by my satire video pointing out the ridiculousness of some of the videos claiming that all these airplanes are spraying. But if you're angry at me because you believed that video, you should direct your anger at yourself because you failed. You failed to think critically and observe reality and separate it from fiction. And then you based your comments like Chris should be killed because of he's doing this to us. You failed. And that's the reason we're in this mess because somebody can post a video on the internet and you will believe it. And you don't bother trying to figure out if it's real or not. And now we're in a situation where I point out the ridiculousness and the ludicrous of some, some of these videos and people are yelling and screaming at me, calling me controlled opposition. How dare I blah, blah, blah. You know what they're doing? Exactly the same thing as what people did when we said that the pandemic didn't necessitate shutting down businesses and the jab shouldn't be taken. They're shouting at us, not bothering to look at facts. 
and an abandoning and abandoning all logic and reason in the process and condemning us to hell. No different. You see, the people at the top, the elite, the powerful, they know how this stuff works. They know what they can do. They know that they can shake the jar up and the ants will fight, even though there's no reason to fight amongst each other. They know that. And if you think a bunch of that stuff isn't uh, uh, purposefully done, I think maybe you're not paying close enough attention. Sure. Geoengineering is real. Absolutely. 100%. It is real. What's not real are the obviously fake videos people send me to prove that every trail in the sky is chemicals. That is fake. It's not real. I've debunked it a thousand times. And my comments were always, if this is real and we need a solution, why are you sharing bullshit videos that are easily debunked and obviously fake as proof and making everybody look like an idiot. That's what I'm getting at. I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go back to the comments a little bit then I'm going to bed. How come nobody's getting mad at me? Maybe I'm just not going back far enough. So I want to make something else perfectly clear, folks. I am not a hero. I am not a hero. I'm not a saint. I'm not your savior. I'm not even a, I don't know, I'm probably not even a really good person in comparison to others around me. The only thing that I am is willing to stand up for myself. That's it. I'm not your hero. The only person that could possibly, there's two people that can be your hero. And one of them rose from the dead a few thousand years ago. The other one looks at you when you brush your teeth. If you're looking in the mirror, it's you. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I am not a hero. And neither is anybody else who claims to be. <clears throat> Don, Don says safe drinking water for all in every post. At least it's not a four page rant. Hey, speaking of the four page rant. One question has been, why do I not talk about this? Let me show you something. I'm going to show you something. You ready for this, folks? Please share, 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 because this is important. Watch this. Here we go. Here we go. I showed you that because there's this stupid comment going around that um, APP is blocking the WF conversation. That's not true at all. I've spoken about that at numerous dozens of APP meetings. Like I said, I was the one originally like three years ago who brought this up to some of the people within that organization. I talk about it all the time. We patently reject what the WEF and all of their bullshit affiliates want to do to this province and in this country. The difference is we're not blaming the government for the people asking for this type of thing. I'm not going to shake my fist at the air and yell at a politician who 14 years ago thought it was a good idea to um, bring in WF policy to Alberta. 14 years ago, how many of you knew 
that the WF was bad. I didn't. 14 years ago, how many of you stood up and said anything when any of this was happening? And now to use that as justification to condemn all of the people within our current government to um, to to a, a charge of treasonous genocidal murder? It's insanity. Absolute insanity. Anyway, that's been an hour. I've had enough, and I think you have too because you're dropping off like flies. Uh, not really. There's a lot of flies right now. Um, I'll give it till 10, 10. I'm going <clears> to... <throat> okay. Listen to a meeting in Camrose. The AHS... Oh, wait a minute. I got to put it on the screen so I can see it. Has joined with the WF. The college is also. The doctors are harassed and some of the licenses taken away if they go against the vaccine. What is Daniel Smith doing? Vaccination mandates again? Well, first of all, not that I know of. She could get a lawyer and draft a letter to end for any further vaccinations. No, she absolutely cannot. She definitely can't. And whoever's telling you that has no idea what they're talking about. <sighs> the Premier has actually rejected the idea that WF should have any any part in making policy in this province. She said that out loud. And uh, newsflash, HS has been with the WF for a long time. So, and the College of Physicians and Surgeons has been partnering with organizations like that for over a decade. This isn't recent. It's not something our government did. It's something that you folks had no idea what was going on until someone tried to use it to bring down a government and bring the support over to them. You know, some of these people that are telling you these things they drive a F-350, a Ford. Did you know that Ford is a WF partner in climate goals? They must be a WF plant. Some of these people, like uh, my friends Dina and, and Lynn, who shout at the sky and boil vinegar in their backyard because Facebook videos told them to, some of them go to Costco, a WF partner. Walmart, a WF partner. Uh, McDonald's, a uh, partner in sustainable development goals. You see... The hypocrisy of what some people are telling you is so thick you can cut it with a knife that was probably made by a company that's got WF affiliates. Your bank, WF affiliated. Everything. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because they know that we're too busy watching Netflix and going boating to pay attention to what's infiltrating our policy and politics. And they did that while we were sleeping. And it's nobody's fault but our own. The beautiful thing about this is that because it's our fault, it can also be our solution. If we show up and we take over, we will win. <clears throat> A political party is only as good as the sum or as bad as the sum of its membership of the people who are in it. And I really had to eat crow because I did not think that anything would ever change with our government. But it did. And so I didn't make a 180, but I readjusted my path on how we get to be a free and prosperous Alberta. And that will not change no matter how, no matter how many people try and call me out, no matter how many people have these ridiculous claims that I'm controlled opposition, no matter how, how many people tell you that I got rich from the government. Nobody has cut me a check. I've not, I'm certainly not rich. I've lost a lot of money. I'm still in hot water. And <clears throat> those things are just not true. And if you don't like my chemtrail airplane satire video, 
I'm really not sorry. Sorry. Please talk long. I love it when people say talk longly. <sighs> so here's what I'm going to do. <clears throat> I'm sorry for swearing at you, Susan. That was uncalled for. It's because I'm wearing a red shirt. No, it's it's actually a lot of this is because I, I am actually really I'm agitated. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I've had a something going on with my knee. It's swollen up the size of a freaking balloon over the last few weeks, and it's always painful. I don't sleep well, so I'm a little bit edgy. Anyway, I apologize for dropping the F-bomb on you. Namaste to you as well. Deb says, better than talking moistly. I agree. Yes. So here's another very controversial statement. What gives us the right to tell <clears throat> any organization who they can associate with? We have freedom of association in this country, right? So how dare we tell Walmart they can't associate with the WF? It's not our business. Controversial, right? I would say there's a difference between associating with an organization that's criminal or blatantly treasonous, but what the WF is doing is they're sugarcoating their policies so that people think it's good and they ask for it, knowing damn well that it's a path to a Marxist dystopian future. But people have a right to association. These organizations have a right to association. The right we have is to vote using our wallets. And when I say that, I mean, if you don't like the fact that McDonald's uh, promotes the UN Sustainable Development Goals, don't eat there. If you don't like the idea that the WF is a Ford, uh, or Ford has a, uh, oh my goodness, is a WF affiliate, don't buy a Ford. I mean, it's pretty easy to, <clears throat> it's pretty easy to build wealth on the back of all of these treacherous policies over the last 10 years, and then all of a sudden now speak out against it when you're comfortable and sitting in front of your warm fireplace. It's a completely another thing to actually walk the walk and reject all of those things that you say are the treason and murder and genocide. Well, if the WF is doing those things, you shouldn't be shopping or or uh, patronizing any business that's a WF affiliate. So you need to ask your insurance company. You need to ask your mortgage holder. And if they are affiliated, you need to walk away from your house or remortgage with Bow Valley Credit Union because they're not a WF affiliate. You can no longer have your... Tim Hortons, double-double. Because guess what? Sustainable development goals. And vaccine mandates, by the way. The people that are telling you that I'm bad because I don't speak out against all of these things and that the politicians are bad because they don't reject all of these things are supporting the very organizations that are buying into this and coercing their employees to take the job. Where's the line? I say we focus on our solutions. I say we focus on showing up and making policy and getting legislation on the table so that we can fix these things. And if you have a problem with that and you think there's another solution, I wish you well. But I will leave you behind and I will not look back. And if you come at me, I'm going to come right back at you. That sounded really dirty, Carrie. That's not how I meant it. 
10 10. I don't trust Alberta Health Services either. It needs some serious reform, real serious reform. But I do want to actually give a shout out to the frontline workers because they're absolutely fantastic. I have never once had a bad experience with an individual employed by Alberta Health Services in a clinical setting ever. I've always been treated well, even when it was, uh, you know, pandemic stuff and I was in the news and a lot of them really didn't care for me. They treated me with the utmost respect and care. So I want to give a shout out to those people, the bureaucrats and the bastards at the top. They're doing what they're doing and forcing those good people to do things they don't want to do, you know, simply for the privilege of helping us. You need to be taken down. And you need to be taken down hard. You need to pay for what you've done. College of Physicians and Surgeons that's persecuting friends like my friend, my friend, Dr. William Mackis, they need to be dissolved. And if you're sitting there and you're saying, well, why doesn't Danielle Smith do it? Then you've been manipulated. Because what you should be really saying is, then how do we do it? Say it. Ask how we do it. Somebody please type that in the comments. How do we do it? How do we dissolve the College of Physicians and Surgeons? Please. Oh, there's a why. Need a how. I'm going to put up on the screen. <clears throat> yes, I have had to deal with AHS as a patient. As a matter of fact, I dealt with them today in the Stetler Hospital, and they were absolutely fantastic. There we go. Jody, thank you for asking. We show up. We show up. And we make it happen. We go to our CA meetings and we get this stuff on the table and we bring it to our MLAs and then we hold them accountable to bring it to the legislature. If democracy wants the College of Physicians and Surgeons dissolved, that's what democracy will get. But it won't be an easy task because it's, they're all made up of really good lawyers, but we can do it. It's not going to be the premier that does it. Imagine Daniel Smith dissolves the College of Physicians and Surgeons on Monday. You know where she is Tuesday? Looking for another job. Because the opposition would eat her alive and she'd be forced to resign. Because we haven't given her the mandate to do that. But if we do, it can happen. Just as if we've seen as we've seen with other policy. And, and you know what? It's not going to happen all at once. It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be... My friend Marco says, uh, you know, this isn't going to be dumping a bucket of water. This is going to be a thousand drips to get this done. Because that's how democracy works. It's slow, but it's effective. And if you don't believe me, just ask Klaus Schwab, who's been using democracy to implement his agenda for 30 years. He knows it works. There's a ton, a ton of really good policy on the table this fall at the UCP AGM. And no, I'm not telling you who you should vote for or that you should be a, a member of any particular party. But I will say this. If you want to actually make a difference, you have to be there and use your voice. The other option that I've heard, I've heard people say this isn't going to be a political solution. We need to fight. I do not condone that at all. I do not condone the idea of <clears throat> skirting democracy and trying to forcibly change things. That is not what we're about. And it doesn't have to be that way. We can change things from within. We can do it peacefully. That's just the way it should be.
So this fall, yeah, I will be at the UCP AGM. And I thought it was in, where is it? Is it in Edmonton? Calgary. I think it's in Calgary. I'll be there. I'll be wearing my Alberta Prosperity Project shirt. I will be wearing my new Cayman boots that I got on the day I was acquitted. And I will be using my voice. I'll be voting on policy. I'll be voting for board appointments for people that I know want to do the right thing. As a matter of fact, uh, my friend Marco, who is also on here right now, has suggested that we interview some of them so that you folks know what they're all about. So that you folks know who is going to be receptive to the changes that we want. I'm not going to tell you to vote for her, but we'll ask them some questions and then get, get you some information. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, I'm just going to continue pursuing freedom and prosperity in this province in any way I can. If tomorrow I decide that the only way I can do that is by running as an MLA, I'll do that. If I believe that stepping up and taking on the role of the AP, uh, CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project will help that, I'll do that. If it appears that the best thing for me to do would be just to quietly slip back into my cafe and flip hamburgers for the rest of my life, I'll do that. But I'll guarantee you that it's not because there's any other agenda beside wanting to uh, make this province a better place. At some point, we all have to realize that uh, there's something that we that we can do. There are things that are in our control. And if we only, you know, if we only accept that and participate, we can actually create that legacy that we're wondering what what's it, what's it going to be when we're gone. You know why I didn't run as an MLA? Because my friend Jennifer Johnson stepped up and she ran. And I said, <clears throat> if somebody runs in the Cone Pinocchio and they're a good person, I won't run against them because there's no point. And I was happy she did. I was happy she won. I stand by her. And uh, even though the stuff that's happened to her has been really crappy, um, I know that she didn't do what the opposition says she did. She's a good lady. And I know that my efforts are best served with the Alberta Prosperity Project and educating Albertans as to what freedom and prosperity looks like, how we get there, so that the government has to get in front of our parade. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to say one more time that the people that said those things about my friends within the APP are liars. They lie to you. The stuff about money was a lie. The stuff about UCP shilling was a lie. Period. And if you want to sue me for call, for telling the truth, fill your boots. Check this out. I'm going to show this even though we block conversations about the WEF agenda. I'm going to show it one more time and I'm going to bed. Thanks, folks. Oh, and hey, for those of you that tuned in simply to laugh or uh, make nasty comments or whatever. Thank you. Because even though we have different opinions and I'm probably going to trash you on Facebook later, uh, I'm actually happy that you're trying to be the change you want to see in the world. You know, and if you want to be a, if you want the world to be shitty, just be a shitty person and you can make it happen that way. So thank you. the button.
Oh, that's Jasper. What's this one? Oh, that was Jasper. In closing, I'll just express my opinions about some of these organizations. Fuck the WEF. Fuck the climate change agenda. And fuck this anti-human bullshit that's infiltrated our society. It's going to continue over my dead body. <laughs>